Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. Today we continue learning Duties of the Heart, Hodot HaLevavot by Rabbi Bahia Ibn Pakuda. And we're finishing the chapter of serving God, the gate of serving God. And if you remember, the last weeks we have been discussing uh, how we should serve God. And it's a dialogue, dialogue between the mind and the soul. Today, the mind will tell the soul that a person's obligation of service corresponds to the degree of favor bestowed upon him. So the soul asks the mind, explain to me what is my obligation of increased service to God, may he be exalted. And the mind comes and tells the soul, people come under an obligation of increased service according to the favor uh, that has bestowed, been bestowed upon them. And, um, and in four ways. So depending on what Hashem has given you, your, 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 your tools in life, I call them the tools, your beauty, your charm, your intelligence, your money, all these things are tools for you so you can fulfill the purpose for which you were created. And depending on how abundant they are, your obligation is even bigger. So it says here, the first is the goodness of the Creator, which embraces all of mankind. So to, to, to begin, Hashem is good to everybody. Even though sometimes we go in the street and we see people that don't look, that they're blessed, we see that they're the other way around. In reality, they're being blessed. They're, they're, Hashem is good to them. The thing is that we cannot see the whole, per, the whole picture. Uh, we only see a part of the of the picture, a part of the movie, but we don't get to see the whole movie. So we're not able to really see the truth, the the the, 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 the divine truth behind every person's life. But in reality, this is a world where we come to really do tikkun, we come to perfect, we come to to correct things. So even if you see a person that is suffering. In a certain way, Hashem is being kind to them because he's being able to correct whatever he needs to correct. It's not up to us to judge people and to feel uh, not empathetic towards them because they're suffering. That's not our job. Our job is to hug them and cry with them. I always say this. But in reality, the goodness of God is something that we cannot come to grasp because his ways are not our ways and we cannot come to understand his whole uh, totality. So, so he comes and he says here, he brought them into existence when previously they did not exist. So just the, the fact that we're alive, that we're breathing, that he gave us life, that he gave us the opportunity to come to this world, in itself is the goodness. So he gives them life and he favors them with all that we have spoken in the second gate of the book. And they are accordingly under the universal obligation of service to the Creator, may he be exalted. And this consists of obedience to all the commandments called for by intellect. Uh, so we know from here that uh, just because we are given a soul, we're given a body, we're given life, we're given an opportunity in this world, we're all obliged to serve Hashem with His commandments. The Jewish people have 613 commandments and the other nations have seven, which are called the seven Noahide laws, and they are bounded by these laws. They have an obligation to Hashem to follow these laws. So whoever adheres to all these of the, for the sake of God's service, God will bestow upon him favors beyond those enjoyed by other people. So when we connect to His will and we do 
what he needs us to be doing in this world, then he will give us more braha, he will give us more blessings, and he will raise him to a higher level in his world and give him great reward in the world to come. Because in reality, the reward is not in this world, the reward is in the world to come. If we believe that there's another world, this is just the, the, the road to get to that world, then whatever goodness we received in this world really is not a reward, it's just goodness that God gives us. But the true, true reward comes in the world to come. So whoever rebels against God, despite his favors, will fall from the degree of rational beings and their virtues to the low level of an ir irrational creature. So when a person rebels against Hashem and goes against his will, then he, he lowers himself. He's not able to rise himself up. And the second way, it says the creator favors bestowed on one people among the peoples, one nation among the nations, as he favored the children of Israel when he took them out of Egypt and brought them to the land of Canaan. So this is the only people that Hashem has taken out of a land, like he did. Like the favor that he gave the Jewish people by taking them out of the Egypt in the way he did with 10 plagues, miraculously, he, he separated the, the Red Sea for them, he fought their wars, he gave them the food to eat through 40 years in, in the desert, the manna fell from the sky, they always had water, they always had shelter. So because of this, because of this revelation, revelation he gave to the Jewish people and the way he behaved with the Jewish people, then the responsibility of the Jewish people is much greater than the responsibility of other nations. So we as Jewish people, we have a very big load. We have a very big uh, responsibility. We, we cannot be uh, re uh, rebellious against Hashem because that shows a, a really a lack of gratitude for everything he has done for us. So he says here that in the case of the tribe of Levi, for example, uh, uh, whoever is for God come to me and all the Levim gather themselves to him and God lavished favor upon them and chose from among them Aaron and his sons to minister his glory charge them with special uh, precepts in addition to those given to the rest of the nation so what is showing us here is that within the Jewish people there's also ranks of responsibility so for example the Levim which was uh, the tribe of, of the Kohanim have bigger responsibilities than the rest of the Jewish people because Hashem has lavished them with much more goodness than he lavished the rest of the Jewish people. So, but whoever on them rebels against the Creator, may he be exalted, will fall from both levels and will be punished in both worlds. And the wise man said, it will not be well with the wicked, nor will he prolong his days. So, what he's saying is as much as goodness he can give them, also if they rebel and they go against God, then the punishment is much more severe than what he would give a, a regular Jew. So the third way God favors upon a, a family among the families of the nations, such as the Kohanim, the Levim, and the royal seat of the house of David, Correspondingly, he requires of them increased service. So again, he's telling us here that the, the tribe of the Levim, the priests, the Kohanim, which come from the Levim, and the house of the king, uh, the royal seat of the house of David, have 
have uh, more responsibilities than the rest of the Jewish people and the, and, 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 and the duties of the Kohanim and the Levim are known and clearly set forth in the book of, of, the God, the, of God's law. The duties of the house of David are as it is written, house of David, this is what God has said. Execute justice in the mornings and deliver the rod from the hand of the oppressor. So if we read the laws of, uh, of the king of Israel in the times when there was a king, like the king could not do just whatever he wanted. He had a certain amount of laws that he had to follow. So for example, he couldn't have many wives, he couldn't have many horses, he couldn't have a lot of gold and jewels, he had to carry a Torah scroll with him all the time, he had to learn from it all day. Like there were responsibilities. He was a he was setting a higher, higher standard and he had to deliver. So whoever completely fulfills these duties out of love for God's will, God will single him out for special favor in this world and with great reward in the next, he will be distinguished nobleman and teacher of righteousness as scripture says. And so, so we learn from here, for example, in our days, we don't have the kings, we don't have the Kohanim that served in the temple, the tribe of Levi is not also serving in the temple. We, we live in the Exodus, we live in the diaspora, so we don't have these responsibilities anymore. But for example, in our time, if there's a rabbi in a congregation, he's much more responsible than his congregation. He has a bigger weight on his shoulders in the way he be behaves, in the way he conducts himself, in the way he treats other people than the people from the congregation. Or, or a person that is very wealthy in the congregation, he has a bigger responsibility than the rest of the people of the congregation of maintaining the community, of, of giving sedaka and helping out. So all these things depend on the amount of favors that Hashem has endowed us. So the first, fourth way God favors upon an individual by which he is singled out from the rest of his family and the people and from the rest of mankind, as for example, a chosen prophet, now he comes to talk about the prophet, a ruler and so sovereign to lead the nation, a wise man whose spirit God has inspired with wisdom, understanding and counsel and the like, for every one of these endowments is under an obligation of, of additional favor to God. So here, here we could talk about Moshe Rabbeinu. The amount of responsibility he had towards the Jewish people, no one else had. He carried the world in his shoulders. And, but if he rebels against God, despite the blessing with which he was distinguished, uh, he, he has distinguished him, he will fall from all the special levels and God will hold him to a stricter accounting. So the same way that God gives favors to special people in every case, the same uh, is the counterpart of the of the sin that he commits if he doesn't follow what he has to follow and the punishment is going to be according to his stature. So it says here that it is on account of these four kinds of favors that people come under the obligation of the service of God. The more the creator bestows upon a person, the greater is his obligation of the service. So the more blessed you are, the bigger your obligation, the more responsibility you have. And this is illustrated by the following produce. Is the produce is subject to the law of tithing, as it says. We have to tithe the land, all the produce of your seed. 
So one to whom God has given 100 measures of produce is obliged to give 10 measures. And one whom God has given only 10 measures has to give one measure. Today, we, do the, we don't tithe the land, obviously, there's no temple. But today, we're obliged to give tzedakah and, and, and the maser, which is the 10% of our earnings. We give between 10% and 20%. So depending on the person, how much money he has, how much he has earned, then he's more obliged to give more or less. So if a person makes $2 million in a year, he has to give $200,000 on Sedaka. There's, there's no way out, or more if he wants. And a person that makes $200 has only, only needs to give 20. So everything depends on how much you receive. Similarly, if someone does not have a son, the obligation of circumcising his son and teaching him Torah does not apply to him. If you don't have a son, then you're not obliged to make uh, Brit Milah. You don't have a son. If a person is lame, the duty of going to Jerusalem for three festivals is not obli obligatory for him. So if a person uh, has no legs, and in those days of the times of the temple, everybody had to go to Jerusalem for the high holidays, for the regalim. If a person couldn't walk, he was not obliged to come. If someone is sick, those commandments which he is unable to fulfill, he is not commanded, he is not obliged to do them. So for this reason, the earlier priests, whenever they were graced with some blessing from among the blessings of the world, would be apprehensive for two reasons. They would be scared every time they received extra blessings. One, that they do not be deficient in fulfilling the service, that they would not be short in, 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 in their responsibility of fulfilling their service with the goodness that was bestowed upon them. And the second one was that it, this is not to be, that this not be the creator's reward for the service at the expense of their reward in the world to come. Like, all that goodness that God has given me, I hope it's not, what, it's not the reward that I was meant to have in the world to come. As explained by the early ones on the verse, he repays his enemies to their face during their lifetime so as to destroy them in the hereafter. This, and this should suffice you. So all the goodness that God gives us in this world in reality is like he's telling you, I see what you're doing. It's a kindness, it's a goodness that he's giving us. But the priests were scared that this would be their reward that was meant for them in the world to come. In that way, Hashem didn't have to reward them afterwards. So in either case, we're simple Jews. We're not in these levels of Kwanim and Levim and the priests and the, and, the, and the king and the prophets. We're not there and we're not responsible like they're responsible. But what is true is that each one of us has been given special favors, special blessings, whatever they are. If it's beauty, it's beauty. If it's intelligence, it's intelligence. If it's a big house, it's a big house. Whatever God has given you out of his kindness, you are responsible to use it for his service, to use it in the right way. So in this way, we really live a little higher. Thank you.